0: you have your Bible, go ahead and take it out. We'll be in Psalm 120 tonight, Psalm 120. Hadn't moved my bookmarker yet. We went from Psalm 118 to Psalm 120. There's a few pages in between in between those ones. All right, so Psalm 120 kind of kicks off um, a set of 15 psalms. Uh, They're known as, I guess, some different things. There's a little bit of uh, discussion about them as well. Uh, In these 15 psalms, most people call them a song of degrees. Not everybody agrees on what that means, uh, but nonetheless, it has that ascension idea, of, of progress, and uh, so most, most think it has to do with the, uh, um, whether it be the annual uh, trek to Jerusalem, the festivals involved with it, all that kind of stuff as well. Uh, but either way, uh, obviously each psalm has its own purpose as well. So we'll look at Psalm 120, and then each psalm will kind of follow with this. David writes four of the next 15 psalms, uh, pens it, Solomon has one of them, and then the rest of them, we're not sure who it was. You can take some guesses and probably be pretty close. But again, at the end of the day, the human author isn't the the end of the world that you have to know. It's just kind of fun to know the context and the timing and things like that as well. But here we are in Psalm 120, and uh, we look at uh, a relatively short psalm, and, and a lot of these are. But it says in verse 1, In my distress I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given unto thee, or what shall be done unto thee, thou false tongue? Sharp arrows of mighty with coals uh, excuse me, of the mighty, with coals of Juniper, woe is me that I sojourn in Mesich, that I dwell in the tents of Kadar. My soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace. But when I speak they are for war. So you kind of get an idea of a, uh, of a human author going through some trial, right? And that's a lot of the Psalms, isn't it? We see, uh, we see some Psalms that are a prayer of uh, repentance. We see some that are a, a joyful, peaceful, resting kind of Psalm going back to God and, and finding comfort there. Uh, but a lot of the Psalms... are are someone going through some sort of trouble, some sort of trial, and then we kind of see how they respond to it. And uh, you all know I'm a believer that uh, all Scripture is given by inspiration, that God inspired every single word of Scripture to us. I also believe that God inspired it in in the sense that it's penned for for eternity for us to see. But I think that we, we see the prayers that God... Uh, has them write down later what their prayer was and gives it to us for us to see as well. So the, And I'm saying that to say you see the human element in Scripture, not that any human had anything to do with us knowing about it, but you see people going through the same or similar struggles that we go through, and you see the result of it, what 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 happened as a result of how they handled it. And in Scripture, especially in the Psalms, a lot of times what we're seeing is the prayer of someone who at at least at this point put confidence in God that he can get them through whatever trial they're going through. And God so graciously records it for us to have. Because a lot of times we sit in life and we go through trials and we go through troubles and if we had to go through it on our own, if we had to go through it without scripture, we might be so discouraged to the point that we don't pray about it. But you look just in the Psalms alone and you look at the prayers of those who put their confidence in God and in and, and most of the Psalms, when we see this prayer to God, we see the result of the prayer as well, and not just the prayer itself. Um, if you go back, some of it you have to look through some history, right? But if you go back to the Psalm where David is repenting of his sin with Bathsheba, and you know the outcome of the story of David because of the other areas of Scripture, but you can see the prayer that is prayed and the heart behind the prayer that is prayed and it's given to us by God, I think, as, a, as an example for what he desires for our heart to be. Well, how do I know that? Well, because David is a man after God's own heart. So the prayers of David seem to seem to produce the heart that God desires from us to have as well. And, and throughout the Psalms, I think not just the prayer of David, but I think the other prayers that we see, uh, we see a prayer for nations. Uh, the desire or the, the great need for a nation to be healed and we see a prayer for nations. Hey, is that not applicable to us today? A prayer for nations? Sure, sure. We need to pray for our nation. Honestly, we sometimes lose this in our, in our patriotism. We need to pray for all nations. Uh, and Not just our nation. Um, and I, I, love, I love being American. It's funny, the World Cup's going on right now. I personally despise the sport of soccer. Now, some of that is I grew up, my dad teaching me soccer was a Nazi sport, so you weren't allowed to like soccer. So uh, so that's where it comes from. It comes, it comes honestly for me. Um, I, don't, I don't watch soccer. I really don't pay attention to it. But when America's playing, I pay attention to at least who wins and what it means if they win or if they draw or if they lose, whatever from there. So I at least have an idea what's going on because it's America. It's like the Olympics. I don't like figure skating. I don't watch figure skating. But I know if an American won figure skating, because I'm curious to know, how's our country doing? All right, so we need to take that interest in our country and turn it into a spiritual interest in our country, right? Uh, how are we doing as a country? And then we can look at it and go, not good, right? We can all assume that for sure. There are good things going on in our country too. And I think maybe sometimes we fail to, to remember that, which makes us even harder on and, and makes us think that we're in a worse situation than we're in. And I only say that to, again, compare America to other countries to understand, hey, we've got freedoms and we've got the ability to do some things that we just haven't done because we've neglected it. We haven't taken advantage of our, of our opportunities and, and taken true aspect of our freedom. I'm way off topic already. That being said, don't forget about the other countries. God loves them too. God desires for them to have a heart towards him also. And hence the reason we support missionaries. Hence so the reason that we should be praying for the other countries across the world, too, whether or not we're cheering for them to win gold medals or World Cup matches, I think is the right term, or whatever, we still need to be praying for them also. Let's get back to Psalm 120. Uh, verse number one, we see the psalmist in distress, right? He says, in my distress, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. Now, there's, this, this kind of goes a couple of different ways. If you read into it a little bit you can say, well, why did you wait until you were in distress? Now, that's reading into it because maybe he didn't. Maybe he was praying before this. I don't know. But it says that in my distress, I cried unto the Lord. But that's not the focal point of this verse, right? It's, and he heard me. That's the focal point of the verse. And so you see this. He was in trouble. He called on God, and God heard him. How does he know God heard him? Well, the... Answer would be is because God delivered him. Now, that's not as clear in this specific verse, but he does tell us what he was praying for when God heard him. He says in verse uh, number two, and this is, uh, this is kind of looking at what's against him, right? Uh, uh, he, this is what is building in that distress. He says, deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips and from a deceitful tongue. So he has those that are trying to be deceitful, some that are probably lying about him, and more than likely, some that are lying to him. Uh, and those are two different things, right? If someone's lying about you, they are trying to spread a bad name uh, or, or get people to dislike or distrust you. If they're lying to you, they're trying to get you to ruin yourself they're lying about you, they're trying to ruin you. If they're lying to you, they're trying to get you to ruin yourself, which is what Satan does, right? He is the, the deceiver, uh, and he lies to you and lies against you. Well, the psalmist here says in his prayer, in his distress, when he called upon the Lord, he called upon him and said, Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips. This was his distress. Um, you know, me and Katie have talked about this a lot in, in, in my years as a pastor, just about what happens if an accusation ever comes. Uh, And it's it's purely that, just an accusation. Because as the world grows and gets older, you continue to see accusations flying pretty regularly from different places, which is one of the reasons why we have so many securities built into the bylaws of our church. But it, it doesn't always stop somebody. So if someone is accusing you of something that you did not do... Well, that's gonna cause some distress, is it not? Um, Pretty much any politician that loses uh, in the last eight to to 12 years, maybe further back than that, uh, uh, claims someone lied about them uh, in some way, shape or form, right? You see the commercials in in election time. And and I think some people are starting a little better with this because our world has changed a little bit to where we need to be nice to everybody kind of a deal and so there's less mudslinging, but uh, nonetheless, you see these things, and and what you have is is one commercial, 30 seconds, is this politician said this, and did this, and thinks this, and the next commercial right after it is, my opponent says that I said this, did this, and think this. This is what I believe, and then the next time the commercials roll around, uh, it's the the opposite, right? The other guy is attacking the other guy, and that guy's defending himself, and uh, or lady, and going back and forth with all these things. But if anything is being, is being lied about you, it's going to cause you a, a lot of distress. Uh, as a kid, if we can make it a little less uh, uh, adult, I guess, as a kid, you know, if a sibling says, he did this to me. all right. I grew up with a sister and got accused of doing a lot of things to her. Half of them were true, the other half were not. And Mom, Vince pinched me. I'm sitting across the room. All right, what are you talking about? I didn't pinch you. And she pinches herself. See, I got the marks. She was evil. Okay. Uh, and uh, it, and and it caused distress on me when she was lying. It caused distress on me when she was telling the truth too. But uh, but this song's talking about deceit, deceitful people. So when she lied about me, it caused distress. Right? As a kid, if someone's lying about you in school, at home, whatever, it doesn't matter. Causes distress. Same is true as an adult as well. So you can understand, I think everybody's lived through some of this uh, to different degrees in their life. And so this prayer this prayer hits home, right? Deliver my soul. I'm in distress. God, deliver me. Give me some rest. Give me some peace from these lying lips and deceitful tongues. And then we see kind of where he is uh, uh, looking at here with these deceivers. He says, sharp arrows of the mighty... With coals of juniper, you can see the distress that is, that is added to him here because of these things. And some even say this idea of sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper is the actually the attack on the deceivers. What he's wanting God to do to them, which I think makes sense uh, here as well. Verse 5 goes into kind of where he's at, right? Woe is me. There are a number of scripture verses that start off with woe. Um, which is a word that I heard a lot growing up, working with horses. Uh, Whoa, hey, ee. well, that's not what this is talking about, right? Woe is me, oh, poor me. Uh, but not always, when we say that nowadays, where we kind of look at people and go, oh, poor you. But woe is me that I sojourn in Mesich, that I dwell in the tents of Kadar. So you see this dwelling place that is not, not where he wants to be, right? He's at a spot uh, here that he doesn't desire to be. Uh, it's it's remote. It's the, the the word tense there shows that idea of of nothing established. Um, we see this when the children of Israel go into the promised land for a long time. They're journeying and they're going place to place and they're going place to place and then eventually finally God says split them up, send them, send them to their land, let them establish, let them create something, let them grow and build cities, and so on and so forth. So this idea of a journeyman, uh, of not being a, a resident, uh, but actually just being a wanderer. And that's, that causes problems too for a lot of people. Some people like to wander. Um, but the reality is, is we need a, a foundation. We need something that is stable in our lives. And when there is no stability, comes more distress. So here the psalmist is looking at the situation that he's in. He's got those that are being deceitful, lying to him or about him. And then and then now he's also in this other situation where he's sojourning. He's, he's constantly traveling. He doesn't have this steady place. Some of that, I believe, is because he's in this distress. He's got those that are against him, uh, those that are lying about him, and so on and so forth as well that are all involved here. And then the last two verses, we see the desire here of the psalmist. He says, my soul hath long dwelt with him that hateth peace. I am for peace. But when I speak, they are for war. Uh, Have you ever desired, longed for peace? We've talked about this a fair amount. Um, To me, it's become one of the most precious things Uh, that I can have in life is peace. With peace comes rest. With peace comes no chaos. And to be able to have just quietness of mind, quietness of heart. And he says, my soul hath long dwelt for this. But when I speak there for war, every time I say something, they, they come after me. They turn it into something. Um, they take it out of context, they, they're, they're using it negatively. And I, I just can't seem to find that peace. That's his desire. He says, I am for peace. I, I, I am for quietness. I am for the lack of chaos. Uh, that's what I desire. And it's funny because Christians, God desires peace, by the way. Um, God, God would prefer, and he says this in scripture, there is a time for war, but he says he, for us, he doesn't like people who stir up problems, right? Blessed is the peacemaker. Um, and so that is the general desire of God is peace. And, and, and again, the Bible also makes very clear. There is a time for war. There is a time to fight. There is a time to stand all those kinds of things. So don't take, again, I'm not a tree hugger. Don't, don't take me that way. But that being said, the desire for peace should be a desire that we have because I believe it's a desire that God has. Now, God knows what's coming. He tells us what's coming in Scripture, that there is going to be a very, very non-peaceful ending to earth as we know it. But his desire is peace. What, what brings peace? Righteousness. Um, lack of sin brings peace. If I have sin in my life, there's not going to be peace in my life. Um, If we have sin in our country, there's not going to be peace in our country. If we have sin in this world, there's not going to be peace in this world. So what's our only hope? Well, it's what the psalmist did in verse 1. I cried unto the Lord. That's where our hope lies. For the longing that we have, our hope lies in crying To the Lord, calling on him. Well, how do I know that's going to bring peace? Because just as he heard him, in verse 1, he hears me. And when life gets so chaotic, if I'm not turning to God and saying, God, I need peace, I'm not going to find peace. I won't be able to create it on my own. Uh, More things will come, but God gives me the peace even in the chaos. God can provide a peace for me that no one else else can get unless they get it from God. And uh, and so I I would encourage you, first of all, I'd encourage you to long for peace. Secondly, I would encourage you to find it. And the only way you find it is going through God. Uh, I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. It should be one of the most calming and comforting things in Scripture, because this is not the only place we find it. When we read, I cried unto the Lord and he heard me. I need to know, again, as we talked about on Sunday, the same God of the psalmist is the same God that I have. And if he heard the psalmist, why wouldn't he hear me? Uh, And and if he heard the others in Scripture who cried and, and, and the Lord heard them, why wouldn't he hear you? That's what he promises to do. Call unto me and I'll answer thee. Show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So have a desire that is godly. Uh, Know how to attain that desire, uh, which is through God. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of thy heart. What is your desire? Is it something that delights God? And are you living your life in a way that delights the Lord so that he'll give you those desires? Right, it's, It goes back to the candy bar in the grocery store. Right, You can want the candy bar all you want, but if you're not obedient, Mama ain't going to buy it for you. She better not. Because um, <laughs> next time you'll get two candy bars. You know how that works. Um, so, uh, and God doesn't give us the candy bar unless we're obedient. Yeah, I know that's a childish thing, but I think we all understand it. All right. In your distress, call on the Lord. He will hear you. We'll let him know what the desire is. Have a desire that is something that God desires be for peace. Christmas, there are a lot of songs about peace, aren't there? Um, but uh, Silent Night, That's to me, that's one of the most calming songs in all of Christian songdom. Uh, and I, I don't know. It's one of those things. I got a lot. Anyways, I'll be quiet. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for letting us come tonight. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the Psalms. They're just so sweet. Lord, there's so much throughout the Psalms that, that I think is so easy for us to pull into our own lives and see in our daily uh, life. Lord, I pray that today this would be an encouragement to us, um, that we'll call on you in our distress, knowing that you're going to hear us. And Lord, help us to have a desire that, that you desire. And Lord, help us to seek uh, the things that you, that you want for us. And Lord, give us the answers to our prayers as you say that you will. So help us to be what you desire for us to be so that we can see what you've promised and receive what you've promised to give us. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Sunday, uh, regular schedule.